Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Sniffling bass. (laughs) Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Night with your hub for Habs content. Mason's got a case of the fucking sniffles right now, but uh, what's going on, Mason? Oh, not too much. How about you, buddy? Doing all right. Yeah, we just had to retake the intro. (laughs) (coughs) Wonder why. We were both making noises, and then once we started, uh, Mason caught a sniffle. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) man, the hockey world just fucking sucks right now, dude. So we've just been kind of conversating before we started this just to kind of shoot the shit. Uh, and figure out what we wanted to talk about. I mean, well, we know what we want to talk about, but just the just sheer length of bullshit this season has had for just hockey in general is is really coming to a cusp now. But um, I guess before we get into that, any of that, Mason, is there anything you know anything going on with you right now? I know you're done with finals. I don't know what the fuck you're doing over there. I know you said it was like super cold in Canada the other day. Yeah, which you kindly just chose to ignore. Sorry, I was working. <laughs> I, was working. <laughs> I sent Corey a text and said, hey, stop complaining about Louisiana. It's minus 44 in Canada right now. Um, That's unreal. Thing, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, no, I haven't been up to too much, honestly. I... Uh, I got given three books in a series by Bernard Cornwell that I'm reading mm-hmm. and I have read all of them. Now I started and finished one started at like 11 PM last night. Cause I finished the second one. Uh-huh. So I was like, fuck it all open this one before I go to bed. And at like five in the morning, I, you know, turned the last, page and went wow that was a good book and looked at the clock and went oh fuck so i uh, (laughs) slept till about 
1.30 in the afternoon today, rolled out of bed, played some NHL 22, be a pro. How, how is, how is this year's NHL? Fun. Yeah? Really, really fun. It's actually a difference. Okay. So and I know because I, I've been playing a shit ton of NHL 21 lately, like an absolute shit mm-hmm. ton. I've, I simmed to 2037 in the GM mode. <laughs> I have an Italian superstar named Francesco Francini who has uh, over a thousand goals, broke Wayne Gretzky's record. Jesus. And yeah, so I, I, you know, I heard this game was better and then the roster sharing came out downloaded jay fresh's updated roster and uh i had to make a few changes for my own personal sanity um i don't think austin matthews is the second best player in the nhl (laughs) so we had we had to go put that down a little bit and make caulfield a little better uh just some minor things and then uh yeah i loaded it up absolutely love the game the bia pro is fun um I am playing on All-Star right now. And for the first five games of my like NHL, like being in the NHL, I think I had two points and I was trying. And I really liked it. Like it, it's obviously I've gotten the hang of it and now I'm getting like mm-hmm. three points a game. So I'm gonna up it to superstar. But it's actually a really fun, really fun game. Like you're not kind of the way I'm scoring and getting points in like previous games, Corey, you know that like you, you score and you're like, well, that would never happen in the NHL, <laughs> right? You do some, some, you could kind of, maybe not, you didn't really have to deke. You could just out skate, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just skate in circles enough and the AI would lose you. And then you're in the slot and score a goal. And now like, holy shit, it's a lot harder. The AI can forecheck. Um, breakout passes are still kind of an issue, but the poke check feature, you're not, I've gotten barely any stick infractions. Nice. You can actually poke check now. It's, it's, it's fun. It's one of the only, only NHL games in the last six years, I think was actually worth buying in my honest opinion. Well, no, I really like that. Cause I've really just being disappointed from the last two, uh, granted, you know, 21 was like a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air for like, I don't know, all of 20, my first 20 games. Uh, and then I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> it was just so redundant. But uh, it's good to hear that the game's good because I refused to head by. I had refused to buy it right away because I was like, there's no point. It's going to be the same. They well, barely update anything on it. What I'll add is that I also bought it on Boxing Day for 36 bucks. There you go, bud. So... <laughs> That's 36 Canadian bucks too. So even cheaper. Yeah. So it was, I would, I don't know. I think I, I don't think I would have bought it full price. Like I definitely wouldn't buy any NHL game on release, but it was actually worth, worth the purchase. Well, yeah, no, other than that, I haven't done much. I'm applying for universities here after we get off this. So that's exciting. Get to go Hell yeah. start my medical my medical career, I suppose. And uh, we'll kind of see where things take me from here. How about you, buddy? Anything, anything new in your life? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, remind me to bring up the, the, the free book shit. I'll tell you, I have so many stories from, uh, from Hurricane Katrina that just revolve like people just trying to be generous. Um, I'll bring it up in a second. Um, I finished The Witcher. 
season two fucking fire it was finally like season one was good but like it jumped around so much in the time in a timeline that it was really hard to follow season two is finally on like the Geralt and Siri timeline and it's just it followed it really good the acting in the show is good the fucking cgi is really good uh they just really knocked it out the park i just got to episode seven and uh (laughs) i kind of it's like my mom couldn't understand i was trying to explain to her i'm i fucking love like it's so good this season Mm -hmm. right I just fucking hate where where it's headed. <laughs> you know, you can kind of tell you're like, this yeah. is going to be good. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be happy with how, like, I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome, yeah. but I'm going to be upset. So I just stopped watching. I haven't touched it in like three days. I'm not prepared mentally for what's going to happen. But I, heard no, that. I don't like I don't like television shows that are so good, but then fuck you on like Okay, you get seven to eight episodes. Oh, I know. <laughs> maybe a year. You know, you're lucky if it's a year. It might be two fucking years. Like Game of Thrones was thrown around two and a half years. You know, like just miserable. Um, That's just the way everything's gone now. Artists used to put out an album every year. Mm-hmm. You know, at like rock, but like look at those 70s rock, 70s, 80s rock bands, even the 90s. They're putting out albums every year, every other year, minimum. I like, <laughs> fuck, you're lucky if you get an album every three years from an artist now. I know, man. It's, it's TV's like the same way. Two and up. Um, I also saw the new Spider-Man movie, and it was fucking awesome. Like, oh, yeah. and it, it, you know, like, I know a lot of people my age are going to love it, and a lot of people let's just say your age we'll, we'll like it but won't probably won't love it as much as we do because it's just the, cul- Maguire, the, OG. Yeah, the, the the culmination of like the spider-man's just gr- what we grew up with like because the toby Maguire spider-man movie regardless of people you know like fact checkers are going to be like you know it's not marvel it was you know it was a fox film and you know, that bullshit. It was just like uh, an association with Marvel. But that was the fucking first superhero movie that really came out. Uh, that was that was to the T, like the Stanley, the Jack Kirby Marvel experience. You know, like the X-Men was fire. Uh, Blade was fire. But like Spider-Man was like really <clears throat> what set the tone for what we have today. Well, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. I think you're... Uh underestimating my age here because i grew up on that movie too yeah but you know it's it you're like fucking 10 years younger than me like it blows my <laughs> fucking mind when you're like you know i was like i graduated in 2010 you were like i was like four you know like <laughs> it's fucking weird I was, like i was in 2010 you graduated high school yeah i was eight that's so crazy Eight years at, old. at eight, I was kicking people in the shins, thinking I was a fucking Power Ranger. <laughs> well, I graduated. Yeah, graduated. Graduated 2020. I know that's nuts, dude. I feel so bad for y'all because of COVID. Y'all got fucked. You know, like you, you up until now, like your entire life has been school, and it's like you guys got robbed of like the culmination of it all, finally like ending. And then, like, moving on to, like, the college aspect of it. It's just... Oh, me, I me and my cousin were talking it. about it yesterday. It was It's so shitty for y'all. 
I talk about it all the time and this is a hockey podcast. Maybe this is a little too deep, but (laughs) whatever, we'll go with it. Um, my, like my age group, and it's going to be a very small age group, hopefully at least, because I think COVID, although it seems endless, I can't, I can't imagine it lasting too, too much longer. I think people are going to be fed up. Just, I think they're fed up now. That's why the fucking entire world's about, but what I mean on the verge of shutting down again, but what I mean to say is either it's going to shut down for one final blaze of glory and we're going to kill it. Or we're just going to live with it and it's going to become endemic and it's going to be like the flu, right? Yeah. But there's going to be an age bracket of about people a year or two older than me and two or three years younger than me, like a six-year age gap. And they're going to have the worst social skills and life skills (laughs) of any fucking group of people on this planet. It's going to be weird. And I'm all like, imagine if you're going to school to be a doctor right now, right now I'm going to school to be an RN registered nurse. Fuck. Could you imagine like you're, you're like, so you could be theoretically in your third year of medical, like after, after your undergraduate, you're in your PhD, your medical school right now Mm -hmm. to become a fucking, a general practitioner or what is it called? Anyway, so you're going to be like a doctor, doctor. Okay. Yeah. You in your third year and you haven't been in a classroom. <laughs> do you want that guy? Like, it's not his fault, but do you want that guy? Like your life is on the line and fucking Steve, the COVID doctor comes in. <laughs> Dude comes in doing like the fucking like TikTok dances and shit. Well, that it, that's just the reality of it. too. And you. <laughs> you and i were talking the social skills the you know just social interactions that people in my i don't, I don't want to say generation but people my like immediate age are missing out on it it's you know it's gonna Dude, add up here i don't soon. know how depressed i'd be if i was your age right now like looking back on like how much fun i had at you know your age and like really since we met like the last three years of you really not being able to experience like the madness of finally being like a young adult and being treated that way is just unreal to me. Like, I don't know how I could have survived that. Well, it's, it's definitely interesting. I think because in a, in a lot of sense, I don't think I know what I'm missing out on as much because i haven't i missed it all right i Mm -hmm. missed i went to prom when i was in grade 11 so i got that experience luckily but i missed my own prom i missed my graduation i missed my first year of university i went this year like i don't i live in residence at algonquin but i don't get that experience really right i get a watered down version of it Mm -hmm. where you know a very chaperone fucking yeah, and being, I waited a year because I thought I could finesse COVID and not, you know, thought it'd be over. I think like a lot of people did. So not only am I, you like you said, being chaperone, I'm a year older than everybody. I feel like. Oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck. And uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting experience. And my parents were actually going through a bunch of their... Uh, like photos 
of when they're like my age and stuff. Dude, I and, love that. I love that. Well, they're they're they have all these photos and they're doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy because nowadays everyone has a camera in their hand 24/7 or at and least no pictures are taken. And I have no fucking photos and I don't do anything. Now, that is obviously pandemic related, but I think the irony as you know you guys listen to me say this on a podcast but what social media has done <laughs> to my generation is kind of breathtaking and i think covid's really going to expose that when this is done it'll be interesting Dude, to see how you should we're see affected. you should see so like so like the you know fast food industry it's it's the younger kids oh. right now there's, there's some older people but I swear, your generation of fucking glue sniffers down here are so fucking bad. Like, glue sniffer. I remember, <laughs> I remember when we started eating meat again because we couldn't afford our lifestyle, and we were so depressed, and and like everything was just fucking falling apart, and like the desire to have steak and shit was back, and we just felt we fell in. We had fucking seafood, uh, which just. And then the next day, I'm I'm over here fucking smoking a fucking brisket with my buddy. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm like, okay, we're being reintroduced into fast food. I love fast food when I'm drunk. And dude, like every time I pull up to the fucking window with like these young fucking kids that don't know how to speak to people, they don't know how to fucking like, they they just don't have general like skills of just interacting with the world that they don't know how to fucking take an order they don't know anything and i feel so fucking bad for them because you roll up to the fucking window after you just had the worst conversation ever about a fucking mcdouble and this kid's just on their fucking phone you know playing on their fucking phone you're like please take my fucking money like oh i'm sorry do, are you are you this order you know that type of shit uh I don't, I don't think it's as bad out where you are i feel like there's a little bit more education but down here it's like fuck dude like we have we are scraping the bottom of the barrel like you're getting the last <laughs> of the fucking mayo out the jar like you are a penny pitcher <clears throat> and that is where we're at with with today's youth and their abilities to be in the in the so, social in the world um, an old man yells at cloud what was that i said old man yells at cloud <laughs> dude i swear if you ever down here one day i'm just let you go and just try to interact with the kids down here they, they will i mean you, no, I, I brain dead or are they gonna shit on you i'm i'm a manager at mcdonald's i came back for a few shifts this weekend uh, or this past two weeks i've been home and no, I, I do understand what you're saying. I swear kids are getting dumber. But, you know, on the subject of social media affecting young people, uh, we do have an announcement to make. And if you are on Twitter, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Um, <clears throat> if not, and you haven't heard, well, brace yourself because the OHL has announced they are reinstating Logan Malo, and he will be able to play OHL games effective January 1st. Now, a brief refresher on the Logan Malo incident. 
Logan Malo, as I'm sure most people remember, was Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we like to call him the forgotten first round draft pick last year. Corey and I often forget he's even part of this organization. Now, we to clear things up, um, Corey and I did some research before this episode. There's a lot of misinformation, I think, kind of brewed out of what I would call rightful frustration and anger. However, we like to cite things that are correct and we like to have the right information on this podcast. Logan Malo did distribute a uh, photo of a woman performing a sexual encounter. However, it was not, um, he was not a convicted sex criminal. He was um, filed as defamation and an invasion of privacy. So, you know, that's your own interpretation. Take that as you want, but he is not a registered sex offender. Now, in saying that, obviously, Corey and I do not at all endorse or condone what he did or view it as a simple mistake. It was definitely, you know, a horrible thing to do. But the OHL has outlined, as we heard previous previously, that he said that he would go and seek counseling. Well, it appears Logan Malo has worked very hard with the OHL. Uh, they come out with a statement and said, look, he's been seeing a, a licensed psychiatrist, a doctor by the name. I'm sorry, I forget her name. A few times a week, he's worked very closely and been supervised and monitored throughout this situation, throughout this time. And they believe that he has done enough to earn a second shot in the OHL. Now, Corey and I have a slight, some slightly differing opinions on this. So this next part, I speak for myself and Corey, I'll let you say your own piece, just because we do have a little bit of disagreement on this. Uh, personally, I'm happy for Logan Malo. I think what he did was deplorable and I think his actions do deserve the criticism and, uh, the reaction that he got on Twitter and through other media outlets. However, I really and truly do believe that the frustration that people are showing now due to his reinstation and, you know, kind of attacking Logan Malo, I think a lot of that should be directed towards the organization. I think what the organization did was horrible. I think a lot of this and the, or by the organization, I mean, Montreal, think a lot of what went down and what transpired could have been avoided if Montreal simply listened to what he said. He wanted a chance at redemption. Mark Bergevin, Trevor Timmons, and the rest of the scouting um, staff for the Canadians ignored that request. And I think it's important to note that Malo himself said he wasn't, he did not deserve to be drafted. And yes, I think people should be upset by that. I think there is no excuse for him being drafted, whether or not another organization would have done that. But uh, he was, and that's not his fault. So I guess I'll just finish it off by saying, you know, this is a horrible situation. Um, it's going to follow him for the rest of his life. I, I'm happy he's getting a chance to redeem himself. If he really has put in the work, which the OHL is saying he has, 
And I'm inclined to believe because I don't think the OHL would put up with the bad press they're going to get. Like they will get bad press for this mm-hmm. if they didn't truly believe that he had, you know, redeemed himself. So I'm happy that he he's going to get a shot to play in the OHL. Do I think he'll play in the NHL? No, I don't. I think this has ruined him. But I am happy and I do hope that he can take this lesson and learn from it and, you know, have a shot at pursuing his NHL career. Okay, that's, I mean, that's fair. You know, um, I just, me personally, I don't think he's had enough time um, to really, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's great to hear that this kid's working, uh, you know, like taking what I guess we expect he should do, which is, you know, to like seek therapy and shit like that. Uh, I am going to play the card that he's young and dumb. Um, you know, everyone wants to fit in. That's not the, that's not the right way to do it. I'm not, you know, saying that that's right or anything, but young kid overseas, you know, he's just trying to fucking, you know, not feel outcasted, um, by any means. So that it's not, not, (laughs) not saying that's cool. Um, but I think really, you know, like that would have been a small story if it wasn't for Montreal Canadians acting like TMZ or like a tabloid and really bringing that fucking story into the limelight by drafting him. This kid wanted nothing to do with it. And my big argument that we've, every time we bring him up is that, you know, it seemed kind of honest that he wanted to do the right thing. He felt bad about it. He was willing to take the steps to do it, which he's, which he is. Granted, you know, that's why I'm not as hard on him as I was before. Um, but the Montreal Canadiens really took that away from him. They put him back into the spotlight for the wrong fucking reasons. And then for some idiot to say, uh, you know, we we believe in second chances and redemption and, and this dumb shit. This isn't a fucking under, an underdog story. This isn't like uh, a kid who goes undrafted like fucking Rudy. You know, this is a kid who fucked up, owned up to it tried to do the right thing, and then you guys were like, no, we want to fucking baby him and put him in the spotlight and then gain attention by it. It's, it, it was a terrible PR stunt. It's nothing more than that because Trevor Timmons couldn't even – he didn't even know why the fuck they drafted him, and he was our <laughs> head, head of scouting. Like, fucking just absolutely it – was, it was an asinine move. Um, I feel bad in a sense that this kid's entire career is ruined. I'm happy that the OHL is giving him a chance, not because I think that it's it's time, like he served his sentence, but this kid's obviously his life has been hockey. You know, no one goes away from their family, you know, away from their home to, to play a sport if they're not dead fucking serious about it. Uh, this kid probably, you know, bleeds hockey. And for it to be stripped from him, for him to take himself out of that equation um, really shows that he's trying to, to be a better person. So I'm not upset that the OHL is giving him a chance because it, 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 this, this kid really just wants to fucking play, you know. And if they don't let him play, if he doesn't get a chance to play at, at this type of level again, and he's just going to be stuck playing, you know, some beer league shit growing up. And, yeah, he'll, 
he'll be satisfied, but it'll never amount to what, you know, what he strived for as, as a young adult. So, I mean, I guess the really, the only thing that is culminating for me is that I still think that he needs some more time. I'm happy that he gets to play in the OHL because it gives him a chance to play some real competitive hockey. And granted, I don't think this kid should have been drafted so high. I think we took a definite risk on him for no reason, but to say he's not talented is stupid. Um, he's given a chance to do to play at you know his level of hockey again, and I'm happy for him in that sense. This is almost like you know like getting your Xbox taken away. You know you're fucking upset as a child, you know, and you, you you're trying to do the right things. You you get you're getting small tokens back, you know, for fucking up, you know. And I'm I'm just happy that he's getting something in return. Granted, he can't take away what he did to that young lady. Um, but I mean, time, time heals. And at least his progression is being, um, I guess, rewarded in a sense. I don't think this kid's going to make it to the NHL unless Montreal uh, just has every guy on fucking COVID. And, and now we're just desperate looking in the fucking, you know, in the ranks trying to find someone to play, um, which is on. I want to say unfortunate because, you know, something something as silly as this can really ruin can really ruin your life, especially for an athlete. So, um, well, I think it's funny you mention, especially for an athlete. And I think a big picture here that people have to understand is. We often, you know, they don't want to treat people differently because they're athletes. He shouldn't get preferential treatment, et cetera. That's fine. I totally agree with that. But if you say that, you then have to treat him for what he actually is and what he was at the time. And that is a child. Logan Malo was a child. He was 16 years old. He is now, I think, 18. And, you know, I, if I, I'm, I'm 19 years old. I'm 20 in a few months. I am a child. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. I am not mature enough to make... Um, even though I do, I, I consider myself more mature than others my age. I don't consider myself, you know, fully grown. My brain hasn't finished developing. It won't finish until I'm in my mid twenties. And, you know, there's a reason, you know, you punch a kid in high school, you don't go to jail, you go to detention. You you, you scream and curse at someone in high school, you do something stupid, you fuck up, you get, you know, you get taught, you don't get harsh punishment that you don't recover from. And right. Logan Malo deserves a chance to recover from that. First, like, I just, you know, it, what's different if we're treating him as a person, which he is, you got to treat him the way he should be treated. And the other thing I want to point out, I think a lot of people have played sports. I think and most people listening to this podcast probably played hockey at some level, maybe another sport. I think it goes without saying that there is a toxic culture in some sports. But especially when you're playing with guys older than you, which I've done, I've played on, you know, I've played on an under 21 soccer team since I was 17 years old. And, you know, guys go out to drink after and, you know, I've had my license for four months. So 
I can understand um, maybe not justifying, but the pressure, as you alluded to, you know, you're surrounded by you're, you're a child and you're surrounded by men who aren't really men yet. Mm -hmm. And you look up to them and they're not men yet, you know, (laughs) but they act like it and they think they are. And with, you know, we talk about social media and I'm telling, we're talking about how it affects us. This is another instance in where social media is such a part of develop developing people right now. And I think all this has to be considered. And like Logan Malo is not an isolated incident. There are Logan Malos everywhere. And did he make a mistake? Absolutely. But does he deserve to be absolutely f- like fed to the wolves and destroyed as some people seem to wish? I just don't think that's true. Um, like you said, did he do enough? I don't know because that's not, you know, I don't think it's my place to judge. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the victim, but it's also, you know what? It's on the OHL and the OHL has deemed that he's done enough. And whether you agree with that or not, I think it's something we're going to have to accept because it's their organization. And if they believe Logan Malo has done enough to deserve to represent them, that's on them. Now you can disagree with that. Corey and I, you know, we don't agree here 100%, but it doesn't mean we're now going to hate each other and <laughs> shit talk each other. I'm not, you know, we're going to keep hosting halves. No, this, is, this isn't, friends. this isn't a Facebook, like a standard Facebook argument on, in the U S right now. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, I think it's important for people to understand that, like, you don't have to agree with the decision. And it doesn't make like any people have differing opinions here. And I think Logan Malo is going to be a, what do you call like a <laughs> divisive figure and the rest of his career. Yeah. And I think that in my opinion could be punishment and like, he's going to have to live with this forever. So it'll be interesting to see what happens um, going down the road with this situation. Um, the only thing I will say, and it's, in relation to our next topic here that I find, you know, absolutely deplorable by the OHL understandable, but deplorable was the timing of the announcement. (laughs) So as most of you have heard, the IHF has canceled the world juniors for this year. I have a lot, Corey and I have a lot to say about this, but Let's hold off on that. They announced this, um, and about 10 minutes later, the OHL tweeted out the response. Now, if that isn't trying to dump some news and hide it away, I don't know what is. And I think it's ridiculous that the OHL PR people think that in 2021, people weren't going to catch on to that. You know, that, that might have worked in 2012. People are smarter than that now. And that was pretty pretty funny to see people calling them out on it. And it kind of backfired. I think it drew more attention to it than if they had just announced it. But, yeah, it was pretty, I would say, not, maybe not exciting, but explosive hour 
on Twitter, the IEHF announcing the cancellation, the OHL trying to hide the Malo incident. Um, so unless you have anything else to talk about with Malo, Corey, I think we should probably move on. I've said all I need to say. Yeah, no, no, uh, that, that's it. I mean, it's just a, the news was just okay. The kid gets to play hockey, you know. Uh, <laughs> the OHL trying to hide it under, you know, the the just world being upset about fucking world genius not happening. Um, I think Pretty it's just a, a bit shady on the OHL. You know, it's like this yeah. is the perfect time to kind of squeeze this information. In. But like, uh, how I'm long? Over. How long have you had that drafted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. That thing had cobwebs on it. You know, like. They had an inside man at the IEHF going, hold up, hold up, any hour now. She's going to release the news. Yeah, but, okay, so moving on to the IEHF. Uh, well, yeah, it's canceled. <laughs> um, I guess, what else can you say? But what a fucking joke the IEHF has proven to be. Uh, first, you have the women's uh, under-18 tournament, which they came out and said, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not even going to give them a chance, like. Well, no, they said they said canceling it means we're going to postpone it. And they came out with this, whatever. Okay, I'll buy it. You say what you want. And we find out that you've deemed the world's under 18 too dangerous. And then it comes to light that the reason all these fucking world junior players were getting sick is because you were too cheap to buy them their whole, like just have them in an isolated hotel. The players, it came out today, were staying in hotels that were open to the general public. And that is why they were getting sick. The U S which had the Terrible. most cases. Yeah. U S which had the most cases. There was a wedding the previous day <laughs> in that fucking hotel. First of all, who the fuck gets married in December in Red Deer? Are you out of your goddamn mind? It's or, or minus fucking 41. Red Deer, you know, people, Red Deerians. I don't, I don't know. What it's it's minus 41 in Red Deer right now. You're out of your goddamn mind. So, <laughs> but to then, like, I have we learned, have you learned nothing about COVID and about Omicron? And, you know, I feel bad for these players because now the IHF, due to their own incompetence, has deprived these players of, Ray Ferraro put it perfectly, what for many of them will be the highest point, the biggest moment they will have in their entire Mm -hmm. hockey career is the World Juniors. And I feel especially bad for the teams like Germany, who, Corey, you sent me a photo. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, of them get like taking a photo in the rink, a team photo, and apparently they were all heartbroken, which how couldn't you be? And I think of, you know, I'm a Habs fan. I go to Caden Gooley. He's the captain of Team Canada in his hometown. And this is his last year, and you've deprived him of it. Mm-hmm. And the Finnish, the Finnish coach came out with some scolding words and said that, this was a poorly run tournament in the IHF. It was a, he even said it's a bad look or a bad start for the new president of the IHF. It's just ridiculous. And to not have any closure, like this is done. I don't think this is going to be postponed. I think it's totally canceled. 
I like something needs, I don't know if they can demand compensation or something, but this, this pisses me off for, for two reasons. One, I'm fucking bored at home in quarantine because of Doug. And now I have nothing better to do. (laughs) I was supposed to watch hockey next week. And two, more importantly, this is kids dreams and they've worked so hard for this nations like Austria um slovakia you know that have to work hard to get into these tournaments you've now deprived them of an opportunity um to represent their country and like i don't even i don't know what to direct my anger to i don't have a solution but this is just such a poor look for the ihf yeah it sucks and then you know, you're saying that like how hard these, you know, these these young kids have worked. You th- think about these kids left their families before Christmas, you know. So like before the holidays, they're leaving to go participate in something for their country. You know, it's like they've sacrificed so much for the people of the tournament to just not take their lives serious, you know, like we're going to put you guys in the holiday and we're not going to close down the holiday. And we're just going to put you in like the motel six of red deer. All the locals are there. People are coming in and out. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Like if you're going to put them in a fucking, in an open, you know, open to the public fucking place, these people, these athletes deserve like, entire floors just to them that have their own you know entrances and exits that's away from the public instead no they're walking in with you know everyone coming into town for for the holidays and they're just mingling in between the bullshit and it's like it just shows how like unserious the people that put the tournament on are you know that what uh Whatever the I was, what is the IFC? Oh, no, that's that's a fucking TV channel. (laughs) The International Ice Hockey Hockey Federation. Federation. Yeah, them. How how unserious are you taking this? Like we talked about this last episode. Like, granted, like the U.S. doesn't give two fucks about it unless you're from like well, the U.S. actually the the Northeast. The U.S. Um, I don't know if the U.S. Hockey Federation. I'm assuming it, they they said the U.S. offered to uh, host the women's under 18s, provided then you everything. So that was pretty classy, awesome. pretty good move. Yeah, it was probably one of the only classy things of 2021 from the U.S. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how like this is this isn't just the Red Deer collegiate fucking tournament right this isn't just like a culmination of like this city versus this city versus this city this is a country-wide fucking tournament this is international ice hockey world juniors (laughs) yeah it's a big deal i was explaining this to like one of my 50 year old co-workers because they don't give two fucks about hockey i live in the fucking south you know i understand it but they were just like why is that so important and i'm like okay College football is big down here. I'm like, this tournament to them was like, was like your fucking, you know, your your favorite team in the SEC making it to the national championship. 
You know, like it is the culmination of everything they work for. They're playing, you know, it's nothing but pride on the line, except you're playing for your country, not the school you're at. Like you are playing for U.S. in the biggest stage you can be. It's like the NFL combine. Like a lot of these kids were going to get looked at and, and really judged hard on, you know, where they could, you know, where they are in their fucking I guess prospecting pools, they just, there's just so much that goes into this that is, is just swept under the rug. Um, and then just for the, you know, just for the people who run it to give no fucks about it is just so, it just baffles me. Like, like one, you shit on the fucking girls. Like they didn't even get a chance. And the guys, you're like, oh, the guys are so important. You made them so important. But you couldn't even give them proper, you know, like a proper center to make sure you're not, you know, getting all these young athletes infected. That's the other thing. It's not like the tournament hadn't started. We're in the middle of the fucking tournament. (laughs) What do you mean you're canceling it? And I'm just saying, I'm not trying to, oh, Canadian overlord of hockey here. But for Team Canada, especially, you know, this was a big year. (laughs) It was a big year, but you came in and you played Austria and you played the Czechs. You, You didn't like, they didn't even get to. Run this is Russia, just the U.S. They didn't like, get to like the, play. The yeah, teams. there was no, yeah. there was no real game they played. And for any of you who watched the Austria game, especially, I give a lot of props to the Austrians because they didn't give up. They played hard the whole way. Okay. In saying that, it was eleven-one. Okay, the Canadian or eleven-two, the Austrians pulled their net, their goalie, and got one late. Um. The Canadians had, I think, 68 shots on net. Jesus. Oh, the Austrians had, like, 19. And that was because they had a couple power plays near the end and pulled their goal. Like, it was was a beatdown, okay? A 16-year-old named Connor Bedard, who is, by the way, pretty good at hockey, scored four goals and was dangling around your – like, it was was a beatdown. Like, that Canadian team – yeah, you didn't get to do anything. And as a Canadian fan, I didn't like I love the World Juniors. World Juniors are my favorite hockey to watch. They're, I was watching more of the World Junior game than I was watching the Habs game last night, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a Canadian fan, there was not a single I we didn't I didn't get to watch a game in which I was at all uncertain what the outcome was gonna be, I guess is what I'm getting to. Um, yeah, to cancel it, just like what a waste of time. Like, why the fuck we even go if you weren't ready? It's a waste of money and a waste of time. Realistically, yeah, Natty's kids, if they have COVID, you know, and even if oh, they the don't, U- Nat- the US team is stuck in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now, not only did you fuck them out of, out of like an amazing, you know, like very rare opportunity um now you're wasting them the waste of their time even further because they can't they can't leave 
They can't leave. They're fucking. They're stuck there. Look at fucking David Jiracek for the checks too. He's supposed to be a top five, top six pick this year. He got injured the first game, unfortunately. It does happen, but it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna tell me it was for literally nothing. <laughs> it's his draft year, Corey. You could see yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, that meant nothing. He could be out for a while. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the guys that aren't gonna be able to go home now that missed the holidays. Missed the holidays, and now it's like, oh, well, we got New Year's coming up. We could be, like, celebrating a championship or really hard-fought tournament. Which No, we'll we'll be staying in Red Deer. (laughs) And especially for the fucking Red Deer. Edmonton's not much better. And for the Russian players especially, New Year's is their fucking Christmas, okay? Yeah. My, my roommate's Ukrainian. They go hard. New Year's isn't a one-day thing. It's a week-long fucking bender. And, like, they're going to be in Red Deer. And if you're going to be in Red Deer, trust me, you're going to need many, a bottle of vodka. How many, how many times could you go to the fucking, that big-ass mall in Edmonton? Like, like oh, okay, thanks. I'm fucking good. Yeah, oh, I, I really feel for the guy. I feel for the volunteers who put time and effort into that tournament and, you know, really made it because, you know, they're really the unthanked, unseen mm-hmm. force behind all of that. I feel bad for everyone involved. Um, and it's it's just a shame the IHF is fucking incompetent. I mean, it's crazy. Like, there's just five people, you know, like, I'm just guessing. Like, there's only like five people to really blame for this. Like, it's not the it's not the workers, it's not the players, it's not the coaches. You know, it's literally just the executives that was just like, you know what, this place is perfect. Oh, like one hundred percent, right across the street from the fucking you know. From the I, I would I would like to imagine that the venue, just for my own comedic like value, is like right across from like a fucking just huge venue like maybe like mm-hmm. right next to the mall or like in the fucking mall that'd be amazing yeah and there's just like fucking <laughs> like anti-mask rallies going on right beside <laughs> it and like yeah i don't oh, know how sure. how they fucked this up so because they last year was fine so i don't know how they fucked it up this year it's just an it, to call it an oversight would be putting it lightly. It's people taking COVID lightly, just hundred percent. No, no, but they're we've not de- taking. We've we've dealt even, with it long enough, you know. They're not taking it lightly because the second a player gets fucking sick, they're going no, 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 cancel everything. <laughs> just like make up your goddamn mind. If it were up to me, I'm so sick and tired of this virus. I'd say, are you okay to play and play anyway? Obviously, right. that's the, the, not- every every fucking every country's athletes are now have COVID. Why not continue it? You know, they like I leave. know that I, I understand that that is a stupid idea and it would mean more people would get sick. And <laughs> I get it. I'm just fucking pissed off. <laughs> I'm just yeah. tired, man. So just choose what you want to do and let's get on with it. But on the subject of COVID, you know, everyone being out, the Montreal Canadiens were absolutely ravaged by covid 
But before we get into that, uh, a quick ad read from our sponsors. Dude, thank you so much. I was like, he's going to fucking just keep rolling. I'm going to have to throw this motherfucker at the end of the episode. But yeah, an ad read by our friends over at DraftKings, folks. Uh, hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot get past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 05, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Remember, folks, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 in any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's an awkward pause. <laughs> oh, oh, man, shit. you fucking killed it. I, I wasn't going to forget for a 10th episode in, the row, in a row that we have ad reads. Thank you. So lucky we got that in. But moving on to the Habs game, Habs ravaged by COVID and injuries. Uh, more Laval Rocket players than Habs players, but what a game that made for. Um, first NHL goals by Rafael Harvey Pinard, one of our fucking favorites on the show, mm-hmm. and Kale Clegg. Also, uh, was Harvey it uh, Lucas? Uh... Gemos I don't think it was Vedamo scored before. I, I would assume. I think he would have heard about it. Okay. Um, I thought that initially, but I think he has scored before. I know he's played in Montreal. Uh, Corey Shoneman's first NHL point, who, by the way, I thought played a pretty nice game. I was switching back and forth between the World Juniors and Habs. But, yeah, an overall good performance from the Montreal Canadiens. Some bullshit on the Gallagher front. Um it's yeah, 2021, was... and I don't know what goaltender interference is, so I just plainly don't think I ever will. Uh, Ducharme said it perfectly, though. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, he was like, uh, you know, if it was anybody but n- number 11, um, that would have been a good goal. A goal. Yeah. yeah, and he's right. He's right, yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's just <laughs> absolutely the ridiculous. The past, you know? I, <laughs> I would care so much more if it wasn't, you know, the play for right. Mm-hmm. fucking tank season i think i'd be i'd be livid but i've grown so numb to the nhl's bullshit at this point that i'm just kind of like yeah yeah okay <laughs> but <laughs> i gotta tell you tampa bay is the luckiest fucking team in this league and they have been for years and i don't know how it hasn't run dry but my god like with that goal called back and then the whole sequence, did you see the sequence to tie the game up? Yeah. It fucking it's, dude. It's literally like, the last game we played it's against the lightning again, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's more cartoonish because Suzuki fucking blocks a shot, breaks a stick. Uh, the NHL, which for some reason refs just don't pick up sticks anymore. <laughs> You notice that? Yeah. They just don't. 
And they're always like, fuck, the amount of times the refs get in the fucking way. Refs suck. They're so fucking bad. But anyway, not mad about it. I'm just saying it how it is. Uh, so fucking breaks his stick, tries to change, can't. Fucking trips on the stick as Shoneman or whoever is trying to, because the refs didn't move it, trying to clear it. And it bounces At least off kick it out the fucking way or something, you know? Just pick it up, man. Like, oh. You get paid a good wage. Just do your fucking job, please. But stays in the zone. And then Braden Point puts it about four feet over the net. And somehow it comes back to him and it passes it, hits Kalorn. I don't know, rolls fucking. It's like the McDonald's Michael Jordan shots. Just bouncing off everything. (laughs) Somehow ends up on Corey Perry's stick. Because, of course, it was Corey Perry. It's Corey Perry. Again. (laughs) He's taken... Corey Perry's taking this revenge tour thing a little too fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. I got to say, he's really kicking us when we're down. Uh, and then over time, I don't think enough can be said. Like, we know how I feel about that. Uh, that was a penalty. There were two penalties. The Habs, mm-hmm. the Habs, I think, easily could have gotten a tripping penalty there on uh, Andre Palat and then. I don't know, fucking Stamkos just drags Evans to the ice and there was nothing. But I guess the NHL refs wanted to go home because it was pretty quick to find the back (laughs) of the net after that. And there we go, boys. Fucking made our 50 bucks that uh, I was going to say Stevie Y, but what the who the fuck is the GM now down there? Julian Breeze boss whipped us before the game. (laughs) That was all she wrote. But honestly, it was a great game from the Habs. I thought in the face of adversity, they played very well. I love Corey Shoneman's game. Harvey Pinard, uh, even Dave Poulin mentioned, you mentioned him a lot. You say his name a lot, and he's he's involved in the play. He looked good. Yelonen looked good. That line of Pinard, Paling, and Caulfield played excellent. Um, Paling's fucking entry on Pinard's oh. goal, or Kale Clegg's first goal, sorry, was amazing. Like That's something that we've been waiting to see from him. And then Caulfield obviously had a nice pass, but that zone entry yeah. and to be calm and possess the puck, that is what we want to see from Ryan Paling. And I found myself thinking the whole game, why don't we just fucking keep, like when the guys come back, just bench them and play this team. Cause this was so much more fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> you, it's a piggyback real quick. Uh, I've been sneezing my ass off. I've been on mute for so long. Uh, you got to think John Cooper is just in love with Corey Perry. You know, like he's like, you just keep doing it. Um, but I'm glad you brought it up because it was in my notes. The Harvey Pinard, um, excuse me, Harvey Pinard Caulfield paling line. I loved it when I first saw it written down on uh, what's that combinations website, uh, Daily Face Off. When I first checked it after, you know, when I found out the games were coming back. Um, I was like, that is a nasty fucking line that has so much potential. And I'm so happy that they all really like that line really looked good against Tampa Bay. Um, You just brought it up. And that was that was something that I had highlighted for myself to bring up as well. They just really flowed really well. Um, And I hope that they don't play with that line. Like, I hope they don't. I I hope they just keep it as is. I think there's so much potential in that line. That might be the, the funnest line to watch this season. No, I thought they were great. I totally agree with you. <clears throat> um, 
I don't even know. Like, they're playing the Canes tomorrow, and I don't know what the lineup changes are going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's so uncertain right now with the way things are going. But I think we also have to talk about David Savard fucking breaking Victor Hedman's <laughs> ankles. What the fuck happened? Like, please, can we get a Savard Sherratt revenge tour here and get two first rounders? Because that was beautiful. Jeez. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Twitter was fucking losing their shit. I, I was. I was losing my mind too, man. I could. I was jaw hit the floor. I've been shitting, <laughs> screaming at David Savard for all the other reasons this year, and I was cheering his name. And I feel so bad because we had so much high hopes for him. You know, it was a guy that destroyed um, Tampa. His what? His first well, last year. What, what the fuck? He was there with Columbus. He fought, you know, he played against uh, Tampa. Then he goes to Tampa. He wins. It was like we had like a really good dynamic uh, type of player that's seen it both sides of the spectrum to come to us and it it just not working. (laughs) Not working. It was great to see like a glimmer of of fucking like, you know, hopefully a David Savard with, you know, with a a good. You will never see that again. You're not. That is not David Savard. That is. You know, Denny Savard possessing him momentarily. That's, but it, it's fun to watch for sure when he goes on those crazy rushes. Dude, also, um, also, just the defensive pairings for that game. It was just like Brett Kulak and Ro- Alexander Romanov. And no, Romanov ever- was with Savard. Well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't mean together. I mean like, oh, like it was <laughs> just like, okay, these are the only two guys we trust. <laughs> Everyone Rom- else is either David Savard or or Young. <laughs> Yeah, well, Savard play, or sorry, Romanov played a career high twenty six minutes and fifty one seconds. Thank God, you know, first yeah, line thank, finally. Thank like, the Lord. And he, you know, still though, want to point out, didn't get a second of fucking overtime. <laughs> this guy plays three on three every summer, all summer, and Dominic, like I, whoo. What a fucking coach we have. But uh, to finally wrap things up here, some interesting news on the GM front. It's been announced that next week, Montreal will meet with eight um, people for the GM job. Uh, this is uh, sorry, reported by Renal Lavoie of TVA. And the list goes as follows. Patrick Waugh. Daniel Briere, Matthew Darsh, Mark Denny, Kent Hughes, and I think it's Stefan Quintel. I don't think it's Stephanie. I think it's Stefan. I don't know who that is. Danielle Savageau and Emily Castanjois. Castan J. I sorry, that, that is a God, French. You should have fucking made me read all of this. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it I'm I'm butchering them. And he also added there could it's possible one or two names could be added to that list. He's unsure. Uh, so no Martin Madden Jr. Yeah, hopefully, named, but hopefully number nine should be Martin Madden Jr. And that sorry, and that just to clarify, that's not the list of like priority or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just an arbitrary yeah. list to name the candidates. So uh yeah, fucking terrifies me that Patrick Law is on that goddamn list. But, you know, happy to see uh, Matthew Darsh and some female candidates as well. Yeah, well, it, uh, here's the hope. It's refreshing. It, it really is. It is refreshing. 
Um, I've um, also decided because I know we're wrapping up soon. Um, I am following the uh, the the PHF, I believe, it, Premier Hockey Federation. Yes, I think I'm gonna follow the Connecticut Whale. I think they're sick fucking logo, sick fucking jersey. They're doing really good this year. They got that first overall pick from last year. Uh, blanking on her fucking name. She's got a great fucking shot. She came from uh, Quinnipiac, which is from some fucking place. Feels like it's can- a Canadian college. Not sure. It could be a US. Where did she come from? Quinnipiac. It's a college. I see it a lot. I don't know where the fuck it's located. Uh, I know it's not Winnipeg. <laughs> I feel like Quinnipiac, Winnipeg would, it is would be too a private, re- private unreal. school in Connecticut. Connecticut, perfect. Well, then, perfect. She's she's in her element. Um, and I found out they play out of the Danbury fucking arena where the fucking trash is played. Yes, you were so, elated so that's, when you discovered that, dude. I told my cousin, he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> so, I never, I never even watched that special. Eh? Oh, the special is fantastic. It's really fantastic. Um, I told my cousin though, I was like, "Look, I'm gonna follow Connecticut Wales." Uh, I'm. I said until they have a southern team, I think I'm still gonna always follow them. Uh, but once a southern team comes up, I'd love to see like a place like Houston that's really been dying for like an NHL team or an AHL. Like, I think that'd be a great place for like a, a women's team to pop up. Uh, so would New Orleans. It'll never happen. We'll never spend the money on the right on the right sport. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a Southern team pop up. Cause it's, I think there's only six teams right now. Um, and they got, they got a whole big North American continent, to to play around with. So I'm excited. No, oh, that'll be really interesting, uh, to hear more about and follow. Um, they've got some great jerseys. I know that for sure. I know nothing about women's hockey, but I know they have some nice jerseys. Um, yeah, I feel, in that I feel league bad in general. because we, you know, I don't want to be part of the stigma that's just like they deserve more rights. They deserve deserve more, you know, publicity and shit like that. And you just say it because you you feel that way, but you're not taking the initiative to like watch their games, give them a fucking chance, like give them the ratings, you know, like help in any fucking way. So, uh, well, here's with what I'm being on ESPN Plus. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of it now. Here's what I'll say to that. I. I think what it comes down to for, I think a lot of people, me personally, it's not a hatred of women's hockey. It's more just, I barely have enough time to watch the Montreal Canadians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time for any other sport. And that's, that's my Miami dolphins who I love and just went on a seven game win streak. I haven't watched the game all year. <laughs> that's um, my Everton in the premier league i know like probably no one watches the premier league who listens to this podcast but but haven't watched i think i've watched two games all year sports are consuming but if you have the time definitely check it out now that's on espn plus uh some of the highlights i see from that league like those girls are nasty Mm -hmm. they nasty they got skill the young lady i was referring to is number 17 taylor gerard uh was picked first overall in the draft um their coach is also fucking colton Orr. Uh, long time NHL Colton or oh my god <laughs> so I'm like dude this this team's going places well um, I guarantee fuck me man <laughs> I guarantee every one of those women is more talented than Colton Colton or ever was 
<laughs> and he's just like, look, y'all, if y'all just improve on this, y'all are going to be fantastic. You know, like, like he's got so much he can, he can give to them as far as like the NHL uh, journeyman perspective. One of my buddies actually uh, goes to school up in Peterborough with a girl who used to, or who used to, or does, I don't know when they play for the uh, Buffalo Buttes. Oh, sick. Is that, that's one of the teams in that league, right? Yeah, Buffalo it is. Buttes. Yeah. It is. Dude, I'm, I'm just going to state this. Like, I feel so bad for them because I, I was, like, on their social media. Oh, I was on their fucking Twitter, and it was, like, a day in the life of one of the players. And the girl was like, yeah, you know, my day starts off. You know, I go to work, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, she's going to go to practice. No, like, she's like, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse or a vet tech. I forgot which one I was watching. Oh, she's that's, like, that, that might be her, bro. <laughs> she's like, I literally – you know, she's like, I go work like a fucking eight, you know, a 10 to 12 hour fucking day and I get off of work and then I, I show up and I get my I rapid test for COVID and then I go practice with my team. Like, how crazy is it that they're not getting paid enough? They're professional athletes. They got to work a full time job, get off of like a 12 hour shift and then go fucking drop a hat trick for their fucking team. You know, like I just think it's fucking crazy. Like. Well, it just reminds you me of the days of the original six. Mm-hmm. Maurice Richard moved. Yep. His whole fucking family, furniture and everything went and scored four goals. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. You got to start somewhere. And I'm sure uh, when it's hockey, you know, eventually in a few years, things will get better. Yeah. I'm happy for him. But uh, all right. It's been well, a long one. <laughs> it's been a long one. So I think with that, we're going to call her here. Uh, really t- appreciate you guys. Uh, if you've listened the whole way, congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> you're able to put up with us. So <laughs> thank you for listening. And we'll make the outro quick and sweet today. It's been House Nightly. Thank you for stopping by. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.